0: Hey, everyone. Here we are. Happy Valentine's Day Uh, to anyone who's listening on Valentine's Day here. So what we're going to talk about today is how to lose weight through lifestyle change. And I think this is kind of a a buzzwordy concept at the moment. And we're going to deep dive into it a bit. All right. And I'll break down exactly the lifestyle changes I'd suggest that'll probably get you the biggest bang for your buck in terms of your weight. But if you know anything about me, you know, I got to start by taking a step back first, kind of reframing the whole process a little. And it's this, right? So we're talking about lifestyle change in order to achieve the weight loss that you want or the weight that you want to live at. And um, so I think it's important to start right from the beginning to recognize, you know, that your weight is a means to an end. Your weight in and of itself doesn't mean much, right? So what I mean by that is that if you if you just got to a weight, it doesn't guarantee you're gonna be happy, healthy, um, feeling good, you know, successful, whatever. Attractive, confident, you know, any of these things. It doesn't mean that, okay? You need to understand that. And I don't mean this to bum you out. Oh, no sound? Um, thank you for letting me know that. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know that. Um, so, so the first step is to realize in this process that wanting to lose weight usually isn't enough motivation and it's not a great goal. Because again, the weight loss doesn't guarantee you're gonna feel great. And, and to be honest, this kinda lets you in on being able to find some subconscious reasons you may not wanna lose weight. If, for example, you've gotten sick in the past and lost weight, you associate weight loss to being sick. If you've known someone in your life who you care about and they've gotten sick and passed away or gotten really sick and really thin, you associate that to being thin. So. That's just one example, but being thin and of itself doesn't, it's not the main thing. Can you still not hear the audio? Let me try this. no. Can you hear it now? Can you hear that audio? This is working. Can you hear me now? Hear me now? Oh, good. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. I, I, uh, <laughs> I'm back. Yeah, that was my bad, my bad. Um, Let me do this so I don't make you guys deaf. So, okay. So that's the first point is because let me take one more step back. For you to get to the goal weight you want to be at, uh, what you're going to have to do, and I don't say too many things you're going to have to do. There aren't too many absolute truths, but I think this is one of them, that wanting to lose weight is not probably going to be enough motivation for you. And so what we want to do is we want to make this a richer, more meaningful experience. And the weight loss is one part of it, but it's just one part. And so now we bring in the lifestyle piece of it because there is, in my world, in my way of thinking, <clears throat> I think of three pillars of weight mastery. And when I say pillars, I actually mean kind of like a, a pyramid shape. And the foundational piece is your mindset. You got to have that mindset in, in the right place in order to get the results you want. The next layer is the lifestyle piece, right? Having the lifestyle uh, a, a healthy, clean, you know, empowering lifestyle. And then there's eating strategies on top of that. And I think that's the way you wanna structure it, you know, because each one depends on the layer below it in order to succeed with. So the lifestyle piece, in my opinion, is, it's not that it's more important than the eating piece, but without the lifestyle piece, I don't know how you would ever eat in a way that you'd be able to maintain your goal weight, you know? And um, you can challenge me on this, but but I'm gonna explain a little bit more here. And so there's two main things I want to kind of put out front w- before we talk about lifestyle is one that I, I believe that you would need to clean up your lifestyle in order if you ever had a chance of ma- mastering your weight. And the other piece is that the lifestyle improvements are probably going to give you the most benefits of what you're actually looking for, okay? Because the weight loss in and of itself, again, you, you know this, you know, you could just starve yourself and lose weight right? That's a shitty quality of life. It's not, it doesn't feel good. You see? So again, that that weight loss doesn't guarantee you feel great. And so the lifestyle piece out of all of them, and obviously the mindset piece, but the lifestyle piece especially is probably the piece that will make you feel the best. It's probably what you're actually looking for, what you really want out out of your weight loss is probably more accurately described as a cleaner, healthier, happier lifestyle. That's my guess, okay? Now you can kind of decide that for yourself as we continue talking about this, but that's what I believe. Um, And of course, we want to do both of them, both of them to, to coincide, right? So, okay, so what do we mean by lifestyle? That's kind of a buzzword thing right now. People are kind of getting the sense that, you know what, the diet's not enough. It's just superficial. I need to create a deeper change. You know, people tend to say, well, I need to shift my lifestyle or I need to change my lifestyle and I need to change my mindset. And so today we'll be talking about lifestyle and specifically what we mean. Now, the lifestyle piece is so important when it comes to your weight, because I like to use the metaphor of how a lot of people are trying to lose weight. It's almost like if you were driving a car and you had your foot down on the gas and then you wanted to stop. Well, what's the first thing you typically do? You take your foot off the gas, right? And then you push down on the brake, right? But the way you're trying to lose weight, metaphorically, it's kind of like you have your foot all the way down on the gas and then you take your other foot and jam it all the way down on the brake and try and fight against each other to stop yourself, okay? Doesn't make much sense in the context of a car. Doesn't make much sense in the context of trying to lose weight. And so your lifestyle is kind of like that gas pedal where your sleep, your hydration, your nourishment, your relaxation, your movement and activity levels, um, you know, your mind you know, how, how you're influencing your mind, it's all working against you, okay? Because all of those factors are directly creating you, t- causing you to feel more hungry, hungry all the time, no matter what you eat, always hungry, that endless hunger, right? Um, to have unhealthy cravings, right? So not only are you hungry, but the only thing it feels like it's gonna satisfy you is unhealthy foods, okay? Um, your moods are all over the place, your energy levels are, are crashing and spiking all over the place. You feel exhausted. You feel overwhelmed, right? Um, you know, your hormonal functioning, right? Uh, literally your insulin resistance, and that that impacts how hungry you feel, how full you feel. Your leptin resistance, right? That allows you to feel satisfied when you eat. All of these factors in your motivation, all of these factors are directly impacted by your lifestyle. You see, so what a lot of people do is they don't really take those into account because the way most people approach their weight loss is a very top down process where you're going to use your willpower to force yourself to do the right things, regardless of how you feel. You just assume in your mind, you're always going to be hungry. You're always going to have unhealthy cravings. You're always going to be tired and exhausted. And you just think, well, what I need to do is I need to just force myself to still do the right things and eat the right things, even though I feel like shit. And I think this is an extension of, at least in America, we have a medical system that really is built around treating symptoms and not finding cures. I mean, it, it's, it's a big business to treat symptoms instead of helping people actually cure the problem. And I think this is an extension of that. So we just assume we're always going to feel bad. And, um, you know, we approach it that way. So what do you do about this? How do you change this up? Well, you start focusing in on the lifestyle pieces and you start creating a preventive preventative mindset, where you start focusing on preventing the problems as opposed to thinking you always have to deal with them. And so, believe it or not, when you start focusing on a lifestyle piece, you can reduce your hunger so that when you eat a modest, healthy meal, you feel completely satisfied for hours um, so that you can impact your cravings so that when you crave food, you actually crave healthy foods. And when you think about unhealthy foods, you feel somewhat indifferent to them. Um, So you have energy, right? You wake up full of energy and you maintain that throughout the day. Um, Your moods are balanced and bright, okay? So you feel more hopeful, more optimistic about things. Uh, Your thinking is clearer and you're more creative. Uh, Your body hormonally starts working for you, okay? So that when you eat, you feel satisfied when you've had enough. Um, That when you, again, when you are hungry, you are craving, nourishing healthy foods that are going to fuel your body, So that's the promise, you know, that's the promise of a lifestyle piece. And this goes way beyond just a dieting mindset. I don't think it's enough just to focus on calories. You start, you know, 80 pounds overweight, you feel like shit, and you think you're just going to cut your calories down, it's going to fix everything. I don't think so, you know. (laughs) There's just a lot more going in on that. And I think this is part of the problem as well. I think, you know, if you don't focus on the lifestyle piece and you just change the calories and you start losing some weight, but you still feel like shit. How do we describe it? I don't know. know, I don't know how you all describe it. How is it possible that, I'm going to guess you've had this experience. Give me some sort of message in there if you have. But have you had the experience of when you've lost weight and then you put it back on? (laughs) Right. Of course, right? Most people have had that. Well, how's that possible? Right? If losing weight is this amazing thing, everything becomes perfect when you lose the weight, how come 95% of people put the weight back on? You know, I, I don't know. Um, however, I don't, and I don't know what the numbers are, but if like if you looked at, if they had a measurement for people that actually transformed their lifestyle and started living healthier lifestyles, I bet their numbers of compliance and, and keeping it up are way better, you know? Why? Because there's way more benefit that you're getting out of it, right? So um, the lifestyle piece really is probably the path that's gonna get you the results you're actually looking for, okay? Okay. Because the weight loss is not enough. You want to feel happy. You want to feel healthy. You want to feel alive, vibrant, energized. Okay? You want the process mastering weight easier. Yeah. It's not about the weight. You know, you really have to reorient yourself, you know? And it can be hard to do because we're constantly bombarded with diet messages, you know? So I'm not saying it's easy. I think you're hypnotized. I think we're all hypnotized by the diet industry to think about weight loss primarily as, well, to just think about our, our, our changes we're going to make with weight loss, just just weight loss. I don't care what I got to do. I don't care. I made a video yesterday, my ten pounds a week plan. and I don't know if you all seen that, but I know you want to hear it probably, right? But it's it's it was, it was sarcasm. I was joking to make a point. But it's the idea that if you want to lose ten pounds a week, well, it's easy. Just stop eating food, stop drinking any liquids, and then make sure you work out as much as possible. Right, So I'm, I'm jo- I was joking around with that, but someone literally made a comment and they're like, well, I did that for 21 days and I lost 12 ki- kilograms, you know? And so it's this, this diet mindset where it's like when someone says how much they lost, that's all we care about. That's, it's, like we're, it's like we're reading the first chapter of a book, <laughs> Just not finishing it and say, oh, the book was about this. Well, you don't know what the book's about. You didn't read the whole thing. And it's like anytime someone's like, oh, I lost this much weight. Oh, I lost this much weight doing this. My first question always is, well, how long have you been doing it for? How long? right? And you got to start focusing on how long, or you're going to risk, you, you run the risk of just being in this forever loop. You know, I ask this all the time. I feel like I recognize some of your names, but but don't mind if he answered again, but how long have you been struggling with your weight? How long have you wanted to lose weight for? How long have you been trying for? You know, and I ask this question all the time and I usually get 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Okay. So it just implies that the diet mindset, the diet approach is a very short-term oriented approach okay it's just i don't care what i gotta do i just want to lose the weight but it is that way of thinking that you know it causes you to choose extreme plans and it causes you to think in a very zoomed in way where you you lose context you lose sight of the bigger thing and so someone says well i just want to lose weight well okay well here's a plan that's going to make you feel like shit but you'll lose some weight on it but how long you'll be able to keep it up? Do you know what I mean? So, you've got to orient yourself to longer term success. All right. So, once you do that, once you realize that the, I'll take it one step further, what you really want to do, the ideal is you really want to approach your weight loss in a way where you're focusing on something other than weight. Okay. So, I know you want to lose weight, and I think that's great, but you want to almost make the weight loss secondary. That it takes a little bit of effort to do it. But once you do that, it's a much more effective approach to mastering your weight because when you focus solely on the weight, there's so many reasons why it's very difficult to succeed that way, okay? So what we want to do is we want to find ways to think about this process so that the weight loss is secondary, um, a secondary effect, secondary benefit of it. So I'll give you a suggestion. What I always use my clients is that you want to really make this a process of becoming the person who you want to be, you know? So the more time... You want to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. And so you want to turn your weight loss into a process of personal development, self-realization, self-actualization. And so whatever is important to you in your life, I don't know what that is, but it's probably some relationship-based thing. You know, it's probably, you know, maybe you're a parent and being there for your kids. Maybe you're in a relationship and it's being a partner. Maybe you love your work and being work. So whatever is already important to you in your life That you do day in and day out, that's a main focus. You make this a process of becoming better at that thing. You see, what people do with weight loss a lot of times, they try and make the weight loss be more important to them. And that doesn't work. You wanna find out what you're already uh, motivated about. What are you already committed to in your life? And then start realizing if I improve my lifestyle, if I did the things that caused me to lose weight and made me healthier and happier and more energized that would improve these areas of my life that are already the most important areas of my life. So I hope that makes sense. And so then when you approach this process, it's not just about losing weight, because when it's just about losing weight, you're very conditional, you know? To be honest, don't get offended when I say this, but most people approach their weight loss and they're like little babies. They're, they're like little kids, you know, where it's like, if they sit down and do something and they're not good at it right away, they ah, stink at this, I'm no good. And, and to be honest, I mean, it's how a lot of people approach their weight loss. It's like, they'll, they'll do it as long as this scale shows them losing weight You know, but it's the second they get a week where they didn't lose any weight. I mean, the chances of them quitting are way high, you know? And so you need more things to be able to measure about this process than just the scale showing you the weight coming down, okay? And again, that brings us back to this lifestyle piece because there's a lot more things that you can measure about yourself. There's a lot more things that are making you feel good genuinely. And all the things that improve through lifestyle change all support you being able to master your weight more effectively okay so it's a holistic approach to mastering your weight as opposed to the tactical approach that diets are right because the diets don't give a shit what your lifestyle is they don't care about what your mindset is they just give you the plan and say follow this right and you've been trying to do this for decades now and it doesn't work okay so a much better approach is to have this holistic approach where say yeah i want to lose weight but what are the factors again it's a prevention mindset why am I struggling to make the right food choices? Because that's the problem. (laughs) The problem isn't that you don't know what to do. I mean, we can always learn more nutrition and strategy. But right now at this moment in time, you know enough about what you should and shouldn't eat to lose the weight. The problem is you can't get yourself to do it. And you can't get yourself to do it because your lifestyle most likely and your mindset are not in the right place. And so what the diet does is it starts right at the eating part and it says, okay, I'm gonna force myself to eat better. But what we wanna do with a holistic mindset, is we wanna take a step and look at what's going on before this. I'm starving and eating like crap in the afternoon. Let me look and see what's going on before that. I do this all the time. When people say, oh, how do I stop binging? The first thing I'm asking is, well, what are you eating in the day? Oh, how do I stop? I keep getting up in the middle of the night and eating everything. Well, what are you eating during the day? Nothing, <laughs> you know what I mean? is usually the answer. And so when we start looking at it in a holistic way, we start to see more opportunities to make little tweaks and changes that are a lot easier to make that end up leading to a better foundation for mastering your weight. All right. So let's talk about the specific lifestyle pieces. So when I talk about lifestyle, I'm talking about eight specific habits. And if you work to implement these into your life, I think you're going to find that, uh, it makes quite the difference, not only in your weight, but more importantly, making you feel better almost instantaneously, literally, like, like tomorrow, right? And so when we're talking about lifestyle specifically, we're talking about your sleep, your hydration levels, your relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, and gratitude, Right. And so when you start implementing these qualities into your life, uh, it again, it changes you at a cellular level, literally, you know, it starts to give you more energy, allows your body to operate more effectively. And it allows you to really set yourself up for success because the idea that you could be exhausted, have unhealthy cravings, be starving, and then you're going to stop yourself from eating the wrong foods is crazy. But that's how a lot of people are intuitively approaching their weight loss, all right? So again, you want to start thinking about a more holistic sense of how can I really resolve, how can I solve my biggest challenges, you know? So it's a completely different approach than the typical weight loss, where the typical weight loss, it's like someone thinks, just tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. No, you're not. Can you please let that go at this point? I mean, much more proof do you need? You and no one you know has ever been able to do that. Right, so it's a, it's got to be a bigger solution than that. Unfortunately, I wish it was that easy, but it's not. And so it's time to recognize that and move forward with a new strategy. And the strategy becomes of really implementing this lifestyle because it gives you the foundation to do the things you need to do to master your weight. You know, you have more energy, you have more satisfaction in your body. You know, um, everything's good about it. So. Out of all of those habits, you know, again, I would say, I kind of list them in order. That's my opinion. Um, So I think sleep's probably the most crucial one. But here's the thing, right? We all have different lifestyles and situations. Some people can't get enough sleep, right? There's no situation where they can't get the sleep they want to get. And so recognizing that sleep's so important, you want to start strategizing around it. I have a a client um, in the program, and she has a situation where she can't sleep at night. She's a caretaker. And so she has to be up every three hours all day long you know, so she doesn't have the opportunity to have a seven hour stretch, eight hour stretch of sleep time. Okay. But you have to be flexible and you have to work on what's the solution to this problem, you know? And so far the solution is starting anyways, talking about naps, getting good at napping. Okay. And so again, in America, we have a weird idea about napping. It used to be a much more normal thing. And now we have all this kind of almost negative associations to napping that people might have, you know, I'm not saying you have it, but it's a lot more common than you think. It was more common than I thought anyways. And so um but this is the idea is that you start recognizing these lifestyle qualities and you start actively working to improve them and get better at them. Kind of in the way you would like when you brush your teeth now. That's a habit you implemented and now it pretty much runs on autopilot. Um you know if if you I recently I would say maybe 2 years I implemented like a flossing habit, you know? So it's like it's 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 that sort of mindset, you know, where you're looking to implement habits and routines that run on autopilot. This is that subconscious first approach. But as you start developing these habits and routines, what happens is you start feeling better, you know? It's kinda like you're brushing your teeth right now. At this point, you've been brushing your teeth so long that if like you forget to brush your teeth before you get into bed, it's like, it's, it's very difficult to just stay in bed and fall asleep, right? Because it impacts you so negatively, like, oh, I wish I, I should have brushed my teeth. And so it can be the same thing with all of these lifestyle habits. I'm literally addicted to these habits. Like, I'm addicted to getting a lot of sleep. I'm addicted to hydration, drinking the right amount of water. I'm I'm addicted to relaxing my body and doing my breathing exercises. I'm addicted to meditating. I'm addicted to my salads, right? I'm addicted to moving and walking and doing stuff. You know, I'm addicted to gratitude. So it's like, literally, I love doing these things. Do you see the difference in quality of description as opposed to, I just want to lose weight. Oh, I hate it. I hate that I just got to eat this way so I can lose weight. Like, I love doing these things. And you would too, you know, if you did them strategically, you know, as you start to understand how important they are to it, how good they feel, and you start implementing simple and easy to do routines to experience these lifestyle habits, you start recreating yourself from the ground up in a sense. And that process resolves a lot of the challenges and issues that you're dealing with that you thought were just going to be there forever. You know, and you start to realize that a lot of times what you're dealing with is a direct reflection of the lifestyle you're leading, you know? And so... Even lifestyle change is one of those things. Again, the diets never really talk about this. Um, and so I think when it comes to lifestyle change, actually doing this, actually implementing and working on implementing habits and changing your lifestyle, I think the most important piece of that is you you can't have this diet mentality and this diet mentality pervades everything related to it. So people say, oh, I'm going to change my lifestyle and they, they have some crazy plan they're going to start implementing and it's too much, it's overwhelming. So what I suggest is that you start Implementing a lifestyle and transforming your lifestyle by small little changes, you know, strategically, not trying to do it all at once, but being strategic about knowing that you want to implement habits, simple, easy to do habits that make you feel good. They're easy, you know, and don't take much time. And once you start implementing them, you can start building on that. So in my program, one of the big phrases we're always saying is that consistency beats intensity. It's directly to to deal with that all-or-nothing diet mindset, you know. So impatient to get the results that you try and change everything all at once, but you end up overwhelming yourself, you know what I mean? You can't stick with it. So um, one little habit I have is not eating in the car standing up helps me to not snack. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So that's what I mean. Like, that's brilliant. So this is what I'm trying to say. like, Like, again, in my problem, the way we always approach things is we try to be strategic, you know. And I think that's the biggest difference between like how I approach it and how like the diet is. The diet mindset is very tactical and it's like you know what to do and then you're trying to just force yourself to do it. But it's not strategic in the sense that it's not really built for longevity, you know? And uh, again, you know, th- that's my first response. Like, you know, someone will hear, someone will say, right? Th- you, two people, me and, and another person will will hear a person say oh my God, I just did this new diet and I've lost 20 pounds in the first month, right? Someone will hear that. I, in my mind, I'm saying, how long have you done it? How long do you think you're gonna be doing it? Talk to me in three months. That's what I'm thinking, right? Another person gonna say, what did you do? Tell me what you did, I wanna do it. Do you know what I mean? And so it's like, we're so conditioned to just think, I just want the fastest results possible that we don't think long-term. And that way of thinking, again, is what's keeping you in this loop, you know, of just being stuck with this over and over and over and over and over again, you know? So if you want to get out of that loop of struggling with your weight, of losing weight and then putting it back on and having no, you know, that's the thing too. Listen, putting some weight back on occasionally isn't, it's not, that's not even the worst part of it. The worst part is that when you lose the weight and then you put it back on, you have no idea about what to do. You learn nothing from the process. You don't grow or evolve in any way. You just feel discouraged and frustrated and then you just have to wait till you get inspired again to try and do it all over again. And this is the pattern you're probably in, and it keeps you stuck, and it keeps you unable to get started on any plan now, right? You're sitting or most likely listening to this, and you're like, well, I want to lose weight, but I can't even get myself to do anything. And it's because the way you, you think what you have to do is, like, fix everything all at once. It's overwhelming. And, and because you think of weight loss in an overwhelming way, you don't want to do it. Imagine that subconsciously I'm telling you right now, subconsciously you don't even want to lose weight. You, I bet right now, subconsciously you associate pain to losing weight. You think about losing weight and you're like, Oh, it sucks. Boring. It's hard. It's frustrating. I get all irritable. It's hard. I don't, I don't want to do it, you know? And then if I lose the weight then I got to worry about, putting it back on. And it's, uh, I don't know. And so I, I'm going to assume right now that even subconsciously, when you really, when you think about, we always have like a, we have a scale in our subconscious mind. You could think of it this way, metaphorically, that we have a scale that's always measuring the pain pleasure of everything, right? And right now, when you think about food and living the lifestyle and continuing the way you're living, it's pleasure of doing that and pain to not doing it. Right? The idea of like, oh, I can't snack at night now, or I can't eat my cookies, or I can't do that. It's like you have the pain of that and the pleasure of doing it. And then you think about losing weight, and it's the flip side. You're like, you think about all the pain you get out of trying to lose weight and how hard it is and difficult it is, and then you think there's not going to be much pleasure because you're not going to have the food. You know, So subconsciously, you're literally right now wired and programmed to not lose weight. And that's why I believe you know, really getting down to your subconscious mind and creating the changes on that level, that's what's going to get you the results you want. You know, you can't just keep going at it the way you're always doing it. The way you're approaching your weight loss is very conscious based, right? Where you say, I'm going to consciously force myself to live different, eat different. Yeah. And your, your brain's not even designed that way. It's not set up to, to operate that way or behave that way. You're a subconscious creature. So it makes a lot more sense to start focusing on your subconscious mind and programming it to do the things you want it to do. All right. Um, someone says, I have a strong desire to talk to you. I need advice. I'm really stuck in one place. Well, shoot me right now. What, what are you thinking? What, what's going on? Give me, give me a couple, uh, couple ideas and I'll answer it right now for you. And again, cause I can answer it for you. Even if I don't have a, in, in my world, right? I, I'm a hypnotist and I'm an NLP trainer in neurolinguistic linguistic programming. And one of the things we do in NLP is a thing called content free therapy, You know, so you don't have to tell me all the details. I kind of know how your subconscious mind works. So I don't need all the content of it um, as much as just give me a ballpark idea of what you're working on. And, uh, you know, I might be able to help you out with that because I look at everything through a subconscious lens, you know, and you don't, you know, and it's not your fault. You've just never been taught this. And it's strange to me. You know, hypnosis doesn't have the best reputation, I would say. You know, people think of it as the, the stage stuff and the goofy stuff. But to me, hypnosis is the best way in the world to change your behaviors because you're you're not just a conscious being. You're a subconscious being. And so if you don't understand your subconscious mind, then you don't understand yourself, right? Right. So let me see. I want to see what this person is saying here. Okay, I can lose weight so fast and I can gain so quickly. Do you have advice for me to almost starve myself for almost one week to lose weight? Um, I had a feeling it was going this direction. So for everyone, just to give them context, I have a video up right now. It says you can be as thin as you want. Anytime I do these thin videos, my program's called Program Yourself Thin. So I'm in a, I'm in a battle with the word thin in life, it turns out. So this is a person probably... Are you on the eating disorder spectrum scale? I'm assuming. Um, Because I'm going to answer this, but you're not going to like the answer probably. Uh, But I just want to set a little bit of context before I I get into this. Um, All right, I'm not seeing that answer. Okay. So, yeah. So I don't, I'm not a big fan of losing weight fast. I mean, you know, you could look at my video I just made where I talk about. I sometimes eat too much. Okay, so let me let me take a step back for you, okay? And, um, and this is where this advice probably could help anyone um, who is not happy with their weight. Either they feel too above their weight or they feel too, they wanna be lower. Um, and so when you choose a goal weight, there needs to be more meaning and context to it. A lot of people make the mistake of thinking that a number on a scale is going to mean something automatically, and it's not weight and money are very similar in this sense they're extrinsic motivators they only mean something as long as other people are around you know that they, they like money doesn't i could give you you know two million uh you know roman liras from from a thousand years ago they don't mean anything now you know what i mean so the actual money itself doesn't mean anything it only means something within the context of society and culture and other people okay and it's a lot with the weight right we we've lived all of our lives without a scale Right? There was no sense of what you weigh. Right, That's a relatively new concept and idea. So if you think like being a number is going to automatically make you happy, it's not. Okay, and you should recognize that now because if you don't, you're gonna be on this forever path of either always trying to get lower and lower and lower and never actually being happy or because it's not a congruent weight, you'll never actually work to achieve it. And so I get this with people because um, that's the first step, right? The first step is p- choosing the right goal weight. And so the goal weight becomes, oh, I just want to weigh what I weigh when I was 18. Oh, I want to weigh what I weigh when I got married, you know? And there's no real meaning to it now. was 30 years later, right? And so you're in a different place now than when you were 18, you know? So there's different motivations and, and reasons you want to do this. So I feel like a lot of people, they don't give their weight goal much meaning. You know, they just think, oh, X amount of pounds is what I should weigh. And they think that's motivating. It's not. You know, so you need to get to a place where you're identifying your goal weight. Um, and I will give you a suggestion. I think the goal weight you choose should be a weight that makes you the happiest, the healthiest, and gives you the best quality of life. What's the best version of you? You know, and I think you should start from that place because I think the idea that, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm never good enough. I hate myself and I just need to be thinner. Why? You know, and I think, I think a lot of people get caught up in this and it doesn't lead anywhere good. There's no solution on that horizon, you know? It puts you on a path, you know, it's like, again, it's like uh, you know, running east looking for a sunset. You know, you're never gonna find it, you know what I mean? You're just totally going the wrong direction. And so if all you're doing is chasing a number on a, on a scale, a size on a close, um, it's an empty goal in my opinion. And I don't think it'll ever bring any happiness and it's just a never-ending path of, of struggle. So I think the better thing is to start right from the beginning is, is what's the best version of you? Who do you wanna be? And Um, The weight can be part of that equation, but it can only be a part of it because the weight in of itself is not the whole equation ever, ever. It's just not, you know, there's too much more going on there. And so, um, yeah, I mean, when you're starving yourself, so, so back to your question, let me answer it. You know, I don't believe in fast weight loss. I was, I made a video, a sarcastic video. I wasn't serious where if you want to lose 10 pounds a week, just stop eating, stop drinking and exercise a lot. But why would you do that? I mean, what's the point of losing weight for a week? You know what I mean? Why? Why would you want to do that? Just so you can get to the lowest weight possible? What? You know what I mean? Like, what's the point? Um, because if you get to that lowest weight, then you can't maintain. You put all the weight back on. You know, it, it's just, again, it's that short-sighted perspective. And I just don't understand it, you know? But, I mean, that's a lot of people are in that mindset. So I'm not saying it's it's unusual even, but I don't understand it. And I don't work with anyone Anyone that's like focused on fast weight loss, I don't work with them. That's not what I do. Because I asked, it, I said, if you could choose between losing weight as fast as possible or for as long as possible. This is always a good question because this is a good split. You'll get to experience your conscious, subconscious mind. Your conscious mind says as long as possible, but your subconscious mind is like, I just want to lose weight quick. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I just want to lose it and I'll figure it out. But it's that way of being that's keeping you stuck. You know what I mean? I can't make it any more clear than that. Um yeah, so I couldn't give you any advice to almost starve yourself for almost a week, you know, because I don't think it's a congruent goal. And that's why I would never, to me, um, all my subcon- all my videos, all my subconscious messaging, my hypnosis techniques, none of them work to starve yourself because that's not a congruent goal, in my opinion. And so your subconscious mind is always going to fight against that and, and prevent that most likely. Um, when you said yesterday to imagine yourself saying no to rich foods, it really helped. Yeah, it does. It does help. Imagination is the language of the subconscious mind. You know, someone wrote this yesterday in one of the, the visualization videos I put up. They're like, oh, basically it's fake until you make it. And I know what they mean, but it's literally not fake until you make it. This is really an important distinction, by the way. Um, it, it's fake until you make it in the sense that like if you saw someone at the gym lifting weights, would you say they were faking until they make it? No. You'd say they're building muscle. They're working out. Okay. Same thing when you're imagining things. When you imagine things in a vivid way, you literally create the neural connections. So, you know, taking action of saying no to rich foods is is the, the ultimate. That's the most impactful thing you can do. But to get to that point where you're able to say no to rich foods, the next best thing is to imagine yourself saying no to rich foods, practicing it. Holy shit, practicing. Can you imagine? <laughs> imagine practicing being the person you want to be. You know, but that's that's my approach. I don't think you know what to do and you just need to get yourself to do it. I think you have no clue what to do to lose weight. I know you know what to do tactically. If you were a robot, you could lose weight. If you could just type in what you should eat and you just did it, then I think you could lose weight, you know what to do. But the main the biggest blind spot you have with your whole weight is that you have no idea how to change your behaviors. You don't know how to motivate yourself, you don't know how to change your behaviors. And you have to learn that, I think. <laughs> because your weight's a reflection of your behaviors. Just because you know something doesn't mean that's how you behave. So that's great. I'm glad, I'm glad you tested that out and tried it, right? It's very powerful. Um, uh, so that, yeah, I know, you're right, I know, yeah. And so please hear me too because I'm getting that stuff. I, 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 I've never worked with eating disorders, so I don't, I don't, I don't want to like, you know, what do they say? A little information's dangerous. So I, I know in my world, what I do is I help people that I understand their psychology and I help them lose weight um, for good. But I do think there's a little bit of crossover. So it's like, I, I wanna be able to offer some, something that I hope is helpful, but I don't wanna say anything that's, that's dangerous or unhelpful, okay? Um, but I get, I get this sense, you know, that a lot of the, when I, when I get a video that goes up and I get on my lives, I get e- people struggling with eating disorders, that I do think a core of it at least, part of it, and again, I may or may not be right, I don't know, but I do think a core of it is that, what's the goal here? You know, is the goal for you to be healthy and happy and have the best quality of life to be the best version of you? I don't think so. And um, I think if, if you make that the goal, I think that could probably be a, a powerful tool in helping you leave that that stuff behind, you know, and move congruently in a direction that feels really good for you. I think that's what you want. I'm just guessing. And again, I don't know. I, that's not what I've worked with a lot. Um, someone says, hi, hello. Yes. When you lose weight fast, you gain that weight quickly. Yeah. And it becomes this merry-go-round. It becomes, you know, it I, again, it's different for different people. The unsorted people, I'm getting the sense that that becomes almost like an addiction. Um, and then for people that lose weight, it becomes the opposite. It becomes very harmful. You know, when you're struggling with your weight to lose it, you can only handle so many times when you lose the weight and then put it back on. And so most of my clients are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and they can't even get started anymore. They they know what they want to do. They know they want to lose weight, but they can't get started. And they can't get started because the only way they can think about losing weight is dieting right? Think about it. At this point, it's almost impossible for people to separate weight loss from dieting. It's like you don't even have an, an alternative that you can think of. You get these vague-ass things like, oh, I changed my lifestyle. I shift my mindset. I need it. And it just doesn't mean much, you know? And that's why my program comes in. It's a complete, it, it's a bottom-up, subconsciously oriented, mindset-oriented, lifestyle-oriented, you-oriented program, you know? Um, there's obviously eating strategies, but they're all built around you. But it's all Built on the foundation of mindset and lifestyle, you know, for sure. I've been going to sleep at nine and drinking loads of water. And how's that been making you feel? Let me know. I'd like to hear. Um, that's great. I started three years ago trying to lose weight, but I ended up gaining. I'm about to give up. Okay, don't give up. I always fail and I don't know what to do. You're not alone, okay? So it's... Typically again what happens is people try and overcorrect. You know, they try and do everything all at once. And when you approach it that way, you don't you don't really create a system for yourself. Do you know what I'm saying? So so let me let me put it in a different context. I I, I reference a lot of times like playing the piano or playing guitar. I play guitar, right? And so it's like you, you start off and it's frustrating, it's hard, you're not good at it. But with, with music, there's a context of how you get better at it, right? You just kinda, you move through these phases and you understand your mind. If I keep practicing, I keep getting better. With weight loss, there's none of that. With weight loss, the idea is like, you just start day one perfect. And you just maintain that perfection until whatever. And what happens is with that mindset is you never learn or grow or evolve at all. You don't make the process yours. You don't transform yourself from the inside out into a thin person. You remain the same person. You try and just force yourself to act different. Okay. So in my program, I always think of it. I describe it as an inside out approach to weight mastery. And a lot of times the way people approach weight loss, and alcoholics have a term called dry drunk. And what that means is it's people that just stop drinking. They never do any inner work to resolve the challenges that created the alcoholism in the first place. They just stop drinking. And so that's how people approach weight loss is they never do any of the inner work. Um, They just try and stop their behaviors through willpower. And and, and unfortunately, that's exactly what you experienced. You lose the weight a little bit or you try and you you go back and forth because your brain's not set up that way. So it makes a lot more sense to slow down and relax. And when you feel like you wanna give up is almost the best time because Listen, I'm the I'm the solution to last resort. No one starts their weight loss journey with the hypnotist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I'm the last person they come. I'm the one they come to after they've tried 50 times, 40 years. You know, and in a sense that that giving up is good because now you're you're moldable clay, and you can let go of the bullshit of the dieting and finally just stop and find a new way. And um, again, watch my stuff. Listen, I got the Robin Hood model. So I I do have a coaching program, you know, and, um, and people pay for that, but then I just give everything away for free. You know what I mean? Again, it's different when people pay that they're getting stuff for it, but, um, it's the same information. Just keep watching what I'm saying. If you keep watching my videos, listen to my podcast, watch these things, I promise you, you will understand a new way to master your weight because 90% of it is conceptual, is mindset based, how you're thinking about it. Um, I always fail, and I don't know what to do. What I will tell you is this, in our program, this is an NLP presupposition, that there's no failure, there's only feedback. If you use it as such, if you, again, it's the difference between a fixed and a growth mindset, okay? So I'm going to give you those words, look them up, fixed growth mindset, look it up, understand it, and you're, everyone approaches their weight loss pretty much as with a fixed mindset, and the fixed mindset piece becomes, I either have the willpower to follow it or I don't, and there's no way to learn right you either have the willpower or you don't and if you tried 20 diets and failed that means you don't have the willpower and you can never lose weight that's complete bullshit complete and total horseshit it matters to what strategy you're following you know so there's better strategies out there if i promise you you know i just want to lose it and keep the weight off. by the way let me just mention this too if you are struggling you want to lose weight you're struggling to lose weight i will literally work with you i will do a, a one-on-one coaching call me and you now I'm gonna record it. I'm gonna release it as a podcast. So you have to be a person who's okay with that. Um, And we record it privately. If there's any personal stuff that comes up, I I don't mind cutting that out. Um, But but it's it's be very helpful for you. And I'll I'll turn your ass around quick. That's what I do. You know, I've done over five thousand private weight loss sessions. I've been doing this for twenty years professionally. So um you know if you're really serious, you want to you know figure out a better way to approach it. Shoot me an email. You can go to my bio and and email me, um, message me through TikTok or YouTube. Um, or email me at gym at yourself, and we'll set it up all right so that that's a that's up for anyone who's up for that. yep I just want to lose it. I just want to lose it and keep the weight off. all right I want to keep the weight off. I like that I just want to lose it. I literally just put a video up called you don't just want to lose it So <laughs> I read in your mind, go watch that video when you get a chance. I literally just put it up but you got the last part I want to keep the weight off. that's good but uh, that's good. I did keto last year, lost close to 40 pounds. I want to work on losing 30 more pounds, but I'm stuck. All right. Um, yeah. Wow. Congratulations. That, that's quite an accomplishment. So sometimes with the keto, I would say this, that that um, at some point, no matter what diet tactic you're following, at some point, you've got to integrate it into your life, I feel like. And so there are probably parts of keto that you hate, probably parts that you like. And so I was saying this earlier that... Um, part of what what really molded me and shaped me is I studied Bruce Lee's martial arts called Jeet Kune Do. And if you didn't know Bruce Lee was a real legit martial artist and he was a philosopher and so he created his own martial art called Jeet Kune Do and the philosophy was this that he would study anything. He'd study boxing, fencing, taekwondo, anything, literally any any fighting system, he would take what worked, discarded what didn't. And I think that's the attitude you have to come up to when it comes to mastering your weight. And so I think it's fine to start on keto to learn the the basic rules of it and understand it. I think at some point that you've got to you've got to make it your own. You know what I mean? And create your own eating strategies. In my program we have it's a 60 page workbook and it's mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprints and everything is customized around you. And so at some point you've got to really internalize this and make this whole process your own. And, um, once you do that, I think that's a great way to start moving towards that, that final 30 pounds. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know what to do anymore. No, yeah. um, I went to sleep earlier and ate stuff that was better for me. I got the advice from the guy on stream. Yeah, that's a good, uh, yeah. Getting more sleep is always a good thing. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the rose. Yeah. Yeah, make it your own though. I, I like that. the um, same. I just made a promise to myself not to eat late at night. Hope I won't fail. Okay, yeah. Well, you know. I'm gonna skip that. I, again, like I said, I, I see I see you out there with the eating disorders. I see that. I don't have the skill set to really speak to that. So I, I I'm not ignoring anyone that I know is in that realm. I just don't wanna say the wrong things. Way better. I have had so much energy and I already lost eight pounds. Um, I want to build discipline. Motivation isn't it. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yep. Um, I think that's true. Now, motivation, you know, motivation is, I I, I get in this semantical discussion with people all the time because the first part of my program is motivation, you know, because I, but I just, again, I think it's a semantical thing, but I think motivation comes from how you think about things, you know, like, like you, like work, for example, if you work, there's lots of times you're laying in bed, you're like, I don't want to go to work, but you do it, right? Because the way you think about work, it's really important to you and how you want to live your life. And so I think the way you think about your weight, your health, your eating, your lifestyle, um, come down a lot to how you think about the whole process, you know? But I do agree discipline's important as well. And, and discipline is a great tool, you know, I love discipline. I think of it like, it's like laying down train tracks. So you still have to push the train, but you don't have to steer it at all. You know what I mean? Like It, it, it removes a couple um, aspects of the, of the effort needed, you know? So I'm a huge fan of discipline. However, I, I do reframe it, I would be honest. I, I, I do have discipline. I don't act like I don't use discipline, but I definitely much more, I'm always asking myself, how can I automate this? How can I make this a habit? How can I make this natural and just something I do automatically? I'm always thinking from that angle. And, and I find that to be helpful. Um, Try 75 soft, but it's kind of hard for me. 75 soft? I haven't heard that one yet. I've never heard 75 hard. There's other foods to have, like, normal foods, but it has less calories. I thought about it. Maybe I should start the challenge and be consistent. What do you mean? Your lives are interesting. Oh, thank you. I'm glad. And again, you know, let me say this one more time. I'm going to say this. Now, again, this has nothing to do with um, eating disorders. It has to do with, I think, something everyone has to deal with, but mostly young women in our culture. And there's an overemphasis on how you look. And I think that it's never too early to start thinking about the fact that what you put out, you get back to some degree. And so if all we care about is what we look like, we're most likely going to attract someone who only cares about what we look like, okay? And so if you start to set up for yourself, I am i wanna be more than this, I'm a person. I know this is, it may sound a little convoluted from where you're coming from. But if you start looking at what's the best version of me, I keep going back to that, right? Because you know there's special things about yourself. You know when you're at your best, you have qualities and skills and ways of thinking and abilities that inspire even you. I know when you're at your best. And so it becomes a fixation, a focus, an obsession even, right? <laughs> and you like to be obsessed, um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Listen, I'm obsessed. It, it's about being an obsessed person and attaching that obsession to something that's going to support you and work for you. Okay, Um, and so if you make that obsession and you shift it over a couple degrees from just weight alone to being the best version of yourself you can possibly be, magical things start happening, you know. So I'm going to leave it at that and hopefully I'm saying something without saying too much. Hey, Jim, it's Ricky. (laughs) All right. Who's Ricky? Rickman76. I know one Ricky and he goes to my daughter's school. Exactly. I want to change my mindset and build discipline. Yep, discipline's good. You want to start together? Seventy-five soft. Oof, I'm gonna to have to look up seventy-five soft. <laughs> TikTok, you got me. Sometimes I find out things I, I don't know that so to know, but I'm gonna look that up afterwards and find out what that is. Uh, I'll check the video. It's cool. Uh, all right. Well, I hope you guys are supporting yourselves in a healthy, optimistic way. <laughs> Ricky, all right. Sweet, be the best music. All right. Yep, yep. <laughs> okay, okay. Seventy-five stops sound good. All right, good, good, good. Okay, I like that. Discipline, working out, drinking water, eating healthy, and such things. Okay. Yeah, reading. I like the reading part. I like the water. I like the drinking, uh, drinking water. That that's all good. So good, good, good. Remember that though. Focus on the inside part. Okay. Just only just don't forget that inside piece. All right. It's the most important piece of it all. All right. Um, because, you know, it's just like, you know, I guess we can go look at it. I'm going to, I'm going to stop talking about the, the eating disorder stuff for right now. Okay. Um, all right, cool. So, so we're caught up on, on the questions, but if you guys have any questions, feel free to ask them. I'll, I'll, help you out with this here. Um, yeah. So 75 soft. Yeah. Right. 75 days of eating well and the only drink on social occasions Train for 45 minutes every day with one day a week for active recovery. Now again, you know, oh happy Valentine's Day! Thank you. Yeah, happy Valentine's Day to everyone here. I hope, uh, hope you're able to enjoy some chocolates. You know, I put a video up yesterday because, again, here's here's the thing, and, and I like to say this because it brings context to what I'm saying. It makes it more specific. But I think sometimes with the weight loss, it's so all or nothing, and it's all or nothing because we think in a small time frame, right? We think in a short time frame. Okay, I don't have an idea. Okay, okay. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. I just want to make sure. Um, because like I said, I, I get a lot of that the, the last couple of days because of the video I put up. Um, be, people are all or nothing because they think in a short time frame, right? People think a weight loss primarily is like a sprint, right? And if you run a sprint, and you triple it, but you lose in the lose in the race. So you have to be perfect, you know? And so I think that's so wrong because I think that you're, again, I always ask the question, how long you gonna lose the weight for? Well, forever, right? And so as long as you start expanding that time frame, it makes it a lot easier Um it makes it a lot easier to create the changes because it's not so extreme. So you get like a day, like right, where are we right now, right? It's like, so two days ago, Super Bowl, you know, then there's a day off and then there's Valentine's Day. So it's like, who's going to start their weight loss plan yesterday, right? It's kind of hard. So um, it's important that, you know, you, I think, have a more all or something approach, you know, that sometimes life, you know, kind of coordinates itself and, and sets itself up so you can do everything really well, you know, 100%, really hit it hard do a 75 soft, <laughs> which 75 soft to me sounds 75 hard. I, I forget what the difference is on that one. Cause it's, cause there's a little bit of drinking on social occasions. That's the only difference. Um, but that 75 hard is challenging. I get it. It's fun to challenge ourselves sometimes. No problem. You know, no doubt about it. But I think that people have this all or nothing mindset and what's truly dictating your weight is not the 75 days you do perfect. It's what you do the other days of the year. You know what I mean? And so oftentimes when someone does a 75 hard, there's a, there's a rebound effect. You know, you know what I mean? Not all the time. I'm not saying that that's going to happen you if you're doing it, but, um, what's much more important is the consistency, you know, of what you're doing. And so once you start thinking that way, it opens up the door to eat some chocolate on Valentine's day. If you want to, you know what I mean? To, to have some chips and, and bullshit food for Super Bowl if you want to okay because you see things within context now it's not a license to always use it as an excuse but there is you know there's a way of approaching it that feels much more natural and healthy than the diet mindset of okay now i'm going to change everything for a short period of time because again what's 75 hard 75 soft it's 75 days of intensity right great it's great but what happens on day 76 oh it resets everything We'll see, you know. We'll see, uh, you know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there will be, right? On um, there's 75 hard two where you drink four liters of water, work out twice. Okay, twice a day for 45 minutes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, I guess that does sound softer, but still really hard. So I'm all for it. You know, you, you challenge yourselves for sure. But um, again, at some point, you come off the challenge and you have to live your life. You know. And listen, I've done it. I've done. I've done fast. You know what I mean. I've I used to be a raw foodist, so. Um, you know, I know what it's like to commit to difficult things. Um, in my experience, is not everyone's, but but I do know that for me, now again, this is the, the point, what works for you, is a lot of it for me is that when I would fast, it caused me to be obsessed with food. Um, when I became a raw foodist, I've never been more obsessed with food. And so, yeah, I lost weight and I thought I was healthy, but mentally all I thought about was food. Is that a good place to be? I don't think so. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna start throwing up after eating tomorrow. Yeah, you know, we get these people, you know, get. It, and I'm glad you say that because I know you're trolling, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's okay. But you know that that's just one more version of a strategy in a more visceral way. It's just one version of a strategy. It's not sustainable. You know, is that gonna bring you to your ultimate goals? You know, if it is, then the goals you have, you might want to rethink. You know, but again, for, for my, the main people listening to me here, the idea of doing a diet that's really intense, um, that's really intense, but you don't think you're gonna be able to keep it up. You know, what's the point of that? You know, is it sustainable? What's the goal? Is it just so your body looks different while you're dying inside and feeling like shit? Is that the goal? Because if that's the goal, is it any wonder why you're not able to achieve it? Right? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's got to be a congruent, holistic goal that you set for yourself right? Um, but once you get used to that lifestyle or will it be easier for you to be healthy after 75 days, you know, it depends, you know, it just depends. What is your ultimate goal? You know, I think we buy into these, we buy into these ideas that the 75 hard is going to change absolutely everything. Uh, it's not, you might do it and then you might prove to yourself, I can do it, you know? Um, and that's cool. So I'm not saying you won't get things out of it. Cause if you look at it and you learn from it, then it's always valuable and you'll learn things, and you'll experience things from it. But it's, it's it, the way it's coded subconsciously is it's something you're going to challenge yourself to do. I can't tell you, my wife and I are classic for doing challenges and we would do challenges for 30 days, big, big board, you know, write out the calendar, red X through each day we did it. And, um, then the 30 day day 31 we would never do it again <laughs> to be honest that's my experience with challenges i'm not saying that has to be your experiences um but i do think that regardless of that's your experience or not that the goal should always be on what's the long-term goal i have for myself because i'll tell you 75 hard it might be an absolutely transformative change your entire life or it might be 75 days and you actually get that's just assuming you get through it you might get through 75 days and be absolutely exhausted do you know what I mean? Like, like, what's the goal? So it, in and of itself doesn't mean shit. It just means what goes on after that. And so, you know, again, you notice what it, the, the main theme here, regardless of the specifics, whether it's weight loss, diets, 75 hard, soft, whatever, throwing up, you know, binge purging, um, starving yourself. The, the question is how long are you be able to do that for, you know? So it's, it's, when you start orienting yourself to long-term success, long-term results, the outcome-oriented in a long-term way, um, I think that's the secret. That's the that's the psychological start of getting good results that you want, okay? Because right now, I can almost guarantee you're trapped in a mindset of short-term thinking. And when you think short-term, things like 75 Hard make sense. Because it's embedded, right, in 75 Hard, it's, it's the first thing is how many days you're gonna do it for right? (laughs) Because you. what if it was rest of your life hard? Who's doing that one? Isn't that the lifestyle you want? So forget that. I'm going to start. I got to just start a new program, okay? (laughs) You want to do my program? It's free. 75. It's forever. Life hard. Life hard. (laughs) Life's hard, right? You want that program? Wouldn't that be better? Isn't that what you want? Life's hard. Yeah, for the rest of your life, you drink four liters of water a day, work out twice a day, do whatever else is part of it. Do you know what I mean? And so as soon as you think of it that way, would you want to do that every day? Could you do that every day? Do you want to? I don't know. But if you... So so if you keep bouncing from short-term fix to short-term fix, you end up like a lot of people are in these lives, you struggling with this shit for 30, 40 years. And when you start orienting yourself, how, can I, how do I want to live the rest of my life? The way I live right now, I could live and I plan on living the rest of my life. I'm going to keep tweaking and optimizing it. But I see myself... Living this way for the rest of my life till I'm 150 years old, I'm gonna live this way. I'm gonna drink my water. I'm gonna get my sleep. I'm gonna eat my salads. I'm gonna do my meditations. I'm gonna do my breathing exercises. I'm gonna go for my walks. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, like I'm gonna do all these things because I love doing them. Imagine doing, you know, like like imagine like never 75 hard because what's the outcome of that? Like, what are you looking for from that? Are you gonna be ripped up? Are you gonna be really the thinnest you've ever been? Or is it because you want to build up mental muscle? Okay right? But get clear on what the outcome is, you know, that's going to help you not only get better results, but choose the right plans for yourself because the 75 days are going to come to an end, you know, and then what are you going to do? Um, thinking about food most of the time when you're trying to lose weight, worst thing. Yeah. Okay. So the reason you're thinking about food all the time is probably most people when they want to lose weight, they just think they have to cut the food down. You don't, you need to cut the calories down. Okay. So look up calorie density. That's how you cut the calories down while feeling satisfied and full. That's really the royal secret to mastering your weight. Um, but sometimes when I watch videos of food, it makes me hungry. Go away. Yep. Um, yeah, obviously. Every commercial food commercial you see is a hypnosis session to get you hungry and want their food. Hi, thanks for your content. Yes, I stopped dieting. Good for you. Great. That's awesome. Um, but you're not supposed to be starving and hungry all the time. That's the thing. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, you don't want to be starving and hungry all the time. If you are, it's going to be a never-ending fight, a miserable fight. Again, is that the quality of life you want where you're starving and hungry all the time? Probably not, right? Um, Basically, a test for myself if I can lose fat and cheeks by losing weight if they stay illegitimate by Satomi. I don't know what that means. Um, How about chewing and spitting? Ah, here we go. I mean, I'm going to just let that go. I I could talk about that stuff all day too, but I just know most people here aren't, aren't interested in that, but... Um, and again, I don't know if you're just trolling or whatever, but um, doesn't the challenge help you build habits? Uh, does it help you build habits? Is it the habit you want to continue for the rest of your life? Do you want to work out every day, forty-five minutes every day for the rest of your life? Do you want to drink four liters or whatever the the other things? Again, if it is great, okay. Um, but if it's just if it's just some extreme, listen, I've done I've done P90X, I've done those challenges, I've done insanity challenges. I, I know I know what it's like to do like really intense challenges, and I get to the end of them and I don't do it anymore. You know what I mean? And then I look at the other side of things, like where I've done things that I like doing, like yoga every day, meditating every day, drinking water every day, getting enough sleep every day, nourishing myself with fruits, vegetables, and salads every day, um, drinking smoothies every day, you know, going for walks, not every day, but but I wanted, I would walk every day if I had nice weather all the time, but it gets cold and I'm still working through that. But so all the things I, I, all the habits I have that I want to do every day, I like doing. You know, so that's what I'm saying. Again, if 75 soft or hard is what you really wanna do, and those are the habits you wanna have in your life forever, great. You know, and if you wanna just take it on as a challenge, great, but just pay attention to what I'm saying when you get to the end of the the challenge. You know, these habits I wanna keep doing, you know? And as you focus on the habits you wanna maintain your whole life, I think you set yourself up for success. Cause here I am, I've been working on this for 30 years. And so I hear I'm 48 years old, and my lifestyle is rock solid. Like, like I, I love the lifestyle I lead, regardless of the weight. The weight's a side benefit that I enjoy too. I like weighing what I weigh, but it's mostly, I love my lifestyle. Like, I absolutely love it, you know? So it's, it's how much discipline does it take? There is still an essence of discipline, but it's, it's like brushing my teeth, right? You brush your teeth because you you have to do it, but you also love doing it. If you don't brush your teeth in the morning, it feels gross. If you don't brush your teeth before you go to bed, it feels gross, you know? And so it takes discipline in in one sense, but it also, there's a discipline almost built into it because subconsciously you want to have that feeling, you know? So I think if you orient around those types of habits, it can be better. Um, Yes, but is it okay to still consume sugar and carbs? I mean, yeah, moderately, you know, again, everyone, you have to make up your own decision how much sugar and carbs you want to consume based on what your goals are, okay? But yeah, I think you absolutely, I think every person on the planet should moderate their sugar and carbs because we live, it's it's like if heroin and cocaine were legal and there was nonstop ads for it. Oh, thanks Lisa. There was nonstop ads for heroin and cocaine. There was stores selling it constantly, right? That's the world we live in with flour and sugar. And so you have got to take some on yourself. You've got to moderate yourself. We're in the age of of time where at some point I would not be surprised if sugar and flour's products contain labels on them for your health, you know? I, I, could, I would not be surprised to see that coming at some point, just like they did with cigarettes. So you've got to look at it and kind of moderate those things. But for me, I moderate them by pretty much five days a week, I eat really clean, and I eat as few sugar and carbs, refined carbs, I wanna be clear, okay? Fruits and vegetables, I eat all of them. But I don't really like to eat much flour five days a week. The other two days a week, I eat sugar and carbs. I don't go crazy with it, but I eat some of it. So I've tried to find that sweet spot. Where can I get the most benefit? Where can I have the happiest, best quality of life for myself? And part of that is my health and my weight and how I feel, and part of it is like eating food, like enjoying food. I like to enjoy it, but I want to do it in the healthiest way possible. Um, short-term results motivate you more into considering working for long-term results. Hmm, I don't know. Maybe. It depends how you're acquiring the short-term results, you know? If you're if you're binging and purging, starving yourself to lose weight, um, I don't see how that's motivating you. I think what that's saying is it's, it's creating the belief that you have to do that in order to master your weight. And so I think it's doing the opposite. I think it creates all kinds of subconscious issues when you approach it in unhealthy ways, you know? That's why it's like, you know, like my stuff would never work for the eating disorder stuff because it's not a congruent goal. You know, you can't it's just like drugs. It's like you you can do drugs, cocaine and heroin and it's fun while you're doing it, I guess, <laughs> but the long-term consequence is going to ultimately win. And it's the same thing with with the eating disorder stuff, you know? Um, so at some point, you know, you get to a point where you have to reassess what the goal is, you know, I hope you do that earlier, you know, um, let's see, let's see how often do you eat fast food. Um, I, I don't really eat any fast food anymore and I used to eat a shit ton of it. I just don't like eating. I don't want to eat it because it's a psychological thing. Like the way I think about like fast food, it's unappealing to me. You know, kind of like like if, if you're all listening to this, like you, if you don't smoke cigarettes or you don't do like cocaine or heroin, it's like, why not? I heard they're real fun, right? <laughs> I heard it's really good, it's fun time, right? But why wouldn't you do it? Because the the cognitive frame you put around it is it's, it's painful, it's bad, it's not good for you, it's not pleasant, you see? And so that decreases your desire for it, you see? So I've learned so much about fast food. I think a fast food is like cigarettes. You know, it's the same companies practically and it's the same intention that they don't care what these foods are doing to you and that's part of it. But I don't like putting that stuff in my body. I, I like to keep it as natural as possible. So, I mean, I eat like like Subway sometimes, like that's a fast food I eat occasionally. Um, but even when I'm eating on my more pleasurable nights, I'm looking to eat at places that are serving more natural foods. I don't like putting all that that bullshit in my body personally, you know, so it's not a, it's not a weight thing. It's, a, I just don't want that in my body. I don't want to deal with the repercussions of it. You know, someone says, so five days, but just a little and two days, a bit more without overeating. Yeah, I, I mean, that works for me, but, but listen to me, okay? I started with two days clean. That's where I started, because I started eating like shit. I, I wrote out my eating plan. It's about, I've been on it for 30 years. So to be honest, I, I kind of forget sometimes, but I wrote out an eating plan of how I used to eat before I realized a lot of these things and learned this stuff. And it was, I would eat like white toast, Jif peanut butter, sugar cereal, um, then between breakfast and lunch, I would have like a muffin or a donut usually or croissant. Then I'd have lunch and that was usually a sandwich and chips, a big sandwich, like a large grinder, chips, um, big sandwich, chips, fries, stuff like that. Fast food, McDonald's meals, things like that. Um, then I would eat between lunch and dinner. I would usually have like a bag of chips and a candy bar or some candy and some some chips. Then I'd have dinner and that was usually... When I was at my mom's growing up, like it was, it was solid food. It was a lot of food, a lot of carbs, but it was homemade, good food. Um, As I got older, it started to become more, you know, little fast foody sort of thing, more prepared foods out to dinner. And then I would eat at night every night. And that's how I ate. You know what I mean? So I had to start, I started with two days. You know, this is what I'm trying to say. Everyone just wants to start a, oh, I was going to do what you do. You're, it's like, if you see someone who's a bodybuilder and you're like, oh, I want to do what you're doing. You show me your work. I'm going to do that. Right? Well, it don't make any sense. You got to work up to it. So again, no one really has a patience when it comes to this process, but that's what's going to serve you best. But yeah, I don't know where you're at with things, but five days clean-ish. Now, when I say clean-ish, it's not always perfect. Okay. I ate a chocolate for breakfast this morning. I mean, I had my normal breakfast, but I had some chocolate. Um, you know, so anyways, I don't know. So it's, it's not about being black and white. It's understanding you're a human being, living a human life. And that there needs to be a little bit of flexibility with what you're doing. But I think the overall, the guiding idea I use is, is I like to be five days oriented towards clean eating, natural, healthiest foods as I can get. And then two days is more pleasure. And uh, that that works for me, you know. Um, so eating sweets quickly is not really great, right? Um, I mean, you know, I, I think, here's what I think. if it, Sweets, you probably don't want to eat too many of them, right? And so... What are some strategies you can use to consume sweets and get the most enjoyment out of it and support you when eating less of it? And I think the strategy I like to show people is eating like a gourmet, okay? So that when you're eating sweets, you slow down and you appreciate it, right? Now, again, it depends what you're eating, you know? So the, the better the quality, the, the better this works. And this is a advertisement for investing in better sweets, okay? Because them sweets that they put in, the mass marketed sweets are just addictions. They're cigarettes, they're food cigarettes you know? And so you're going to eat them and then want more of them. So, so have fun. You know what I mean? Like they're literally engineered. You don't even realize this. You look up salt, sugar, fat, that book, but there's literally, there's a campus in Texas for Frito Lay. This is one company and they have a $40,000 chewing machine to figure out the perfect pounds per square inch that you like to chew a potato chip. Do you know what I mean? Like what you're up against is just, you have no clue, you know? And so, um, This idea that you're just going to casually eat sweets that are just shit sweets, you know what I mean, junk food sweets, and not get addicted to them would be crazy. I find this because I allow myself to eat, like the most sugar I eat usually is um, uh, Halloween time with my kids. And so I'll give myself a week I can eat Halloween candy. And it's the same experience every year. The first couple candies I eat, I'm like, this this isn't even good. Because I eat like good chocolate all year, okay. So I'll eat like the shitty chocolate and um, I'm like, this is gross, you know. By the end of the week, I'm eating a number of those pieces every day, right? So, you know, do what you want with it. But it's 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 food cigarettes. It's like, it's playing games. It's like playing with heroin. I'm just going to do a little heroin. I'm going to have a couple lines of cocaine. I'm just going to smoke a couple cigarettes. Well, those are very addictive substances. And you can put those those candies and chocolates, the, the shit ones in there, okay? Higher quality ones are different because they're different ingredients. They affect your body differently. But yeah, but so if it's better, eat like a gourmet. Pay attention to it. Chew it slowly. Notice the flavors. Enjoy it. Savor it. Okay, and get as much enjoyment out of each one as you can. And then, um, so I I like eating it slowly for that reason. In terms of how it's digested, I don't think it makes much of a difference. Um, Could I lose weight without tracking? I have binge eating and I have an unhealthy relationship. Um, You know, here's the thing with the tracking. I don't like tracking and I don't really recommend that all the time in my programs. However, I think tracking is not a bad idea if you use it to calibrate. Where am I at? What what do I assume and think I'm eating, and what am I actually eating? And so I think to track and measure things as a calibration tool to see where you're at. I think in that sense it's good to measure and weigh and track your food forever. That seems pretty tedious to me. That's not something I want to do. So that's what I would say. Um, binge eating and have an unhealthy relationship. Again, you know, I'll say to you, you know, the, the binge eating and the, and the healthy relationship with food thing. A lot of that stuff I would go back to the original goal. What's the goal? if you just want to be as thin as possible, it's a goal with no context really, it has no meaning. Um, if you think, you know, everyone's going to think you're amazing and the most beautiful person that ever lived because you're the thinnest person that ever lived, that's probably not the case. Um, if you're doing this, someone told me earlier today, they're like, I do it because it's like I'm punishing myself. Well, that's probably a closer path to what's going on subconsciously. And so you may want to reflect on that. Do you want to live a life of punishment, self-punishment? I hope not, you know, but we want to get to the subconscious reasons why you want to do what you're doing and we want to make them congruent. You know um, um, um with tracking yeah um what time do you have your last meal um I usually this, so this is something I developed that was the first thing I want to do is I want to stop eating at night and I'm so glad I did There's so many benefits of it but I stop eating um I'm pretty much every night I'm done eating six seven o'clock at night and then I'll eat the next day seven or eight so I usually I guess you could call it I never called it intermittent fasting but that, it is I guess technically 12 13 hours a night um sometimes on the weekends I'll eat chips you know later, but but that's five nights a week. That's guaranteed. Usually it's six nights a week. Um, lately, you know, Saturday nights I've been kind of eating chips later on, which is unusual. For 25 years I didn't do that. Um, thoughts on vegetarian vegan diets? Uh, I'm a vegetarian. Well, I'm a pescatarian. I, I get, vegetarians get mad about that. I eat fish sometimes, um, but I'm a vegetarian, practically vegan. I don't really eat any dairy much. Um, eat some eggs here and there, um, which I like. But uh, so I like it. I like vegetarian. I think everyone should be plant based period, and I think that if you want to eat meat as well, that's fine, but I think you should primarily think of yourself as a plant-based diet, you know, person, Um, because that's where you get the best nutrition, in my opinion, all right? Um, Could I lose without tracking? Um, Maybe, you know, you might be able to lose without tracking. I've seen different people. just depends on your situation, you know. it, It depends on what your intuitions are. It just depends where you're at, you know. You certainly, people can lose without tracking, and some people struggle with it you know so it just depends where you're at in the situation so once i've been maintaining for two years it comes naturally now hey thanks for writing that yeah and that's the point you know what i mean like again i always say this to people this is the video i just put up that you know you you've got this mantra non-stop going that you just want to lose weight but you don't just want to lose weight you want to return to your goal weight and live there for the rest of your life on your autopilot you know that's a much more got a thing in my eye um that's a much more accurate goal for what you want and your subconscious mind is very literal so the more specific you are with it the better but the beauty is see a lot of people when they start their diet their weight loss they assume it's going to be a struggle forever but if you approach it in a more strategic way it just comes naturally you you know what i mean like that's the key so i'm glad you said that lisa Cool. all right looks like we got through all the questions all right if anyone's got any other questions feel free to ask them um yeah, whenever I'm hungry at night, I eat fruit. I used to eat chocolates. Yeah, that's a great strategy, right? It's a good it's a good flip around. Um, fruit's better than chocolate, um, and that, that's a smart move. So here's the thing. I will tell you this, right, before I get out of here, is that um, the, the, probably the biggest shift in our diets, and we're talking about history, right? I just read in this book, The Story of Your Body, and um, one of the things that really just stuck in my head from that is that, you know, the, the shift from being... <clears throat> The shift from being hunter-gatherers to being farmers is often seen as the biggest shift in, in human history, certainly with how we eat. But he was making the point that the shift from being farmers to the Industrial Revolution has been a bigger shift. And I think what they mean is that even when we were farming, we were still eating natural foods in their natural states, pretty much. And the Industrial Revolution, the biggest shift that's happened in foods is the process of processing of them. And the biggest thing that happens, the most common thing, when they're processing foods, is they're stripping away the fiber because fiber doesn't process well. And so all of a sudden, you're stripping the fiber, you're separating the fiber from the calories, and the calories now with no fiber, they just they're absorbed so fast, and that leads to these glucose spikes and crashes, um, insulin, you know, resistance. Uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. I mean, I I think that's the core reason is that we've stripped the fiber from the calories. And so the more natural you can eat, the more fiber you can get into your body and what you're eating. I think that um, the better you serve yourself because when you eat food with fiber, the calories are binded to the the fiber. And so that slows down the absorption of the calories um, I'll see you later. Lisa. Yeah, we gotta feed the, feed the pets. Um, so when the when the calories are binded to the fiber, it slows down the absorption of the calories, and that fiber stays in your intestines, and it affects you. What well, you have a thing called the ileal break, and it makes you feel full. Okay, so there's so many benefits to eating fiber, and I know you know we got the protein thing, like oh protein makes you feel fuller, and it does, you know, but fiber is way more, you know, than that. And so fiber is a game changer. So if you're looking for one nutrient and I don't know, is it nutrient? That's kind of, they don't call it a nutrient because it's not absorbed, you know, but um, if there's one thing you want to add into your foods that would probably be the most helpful in, in terms of you mastering your weight, it's probably fiber, you know, and that's a thing that's missing for a lot of people and the best way to get fiber is natural sources, fruits, vegetables, greens, you know, things like that, so. Hope that helps out. All right, everyone, well, this has been a pleasure. I hope y'all got something out of this. If you wanna go further with all this, go to my bio. There's a free hypnosis session you can have. Um, You're kind of interesting, thank you. Oh, you're welcome, you're welcome. I appreciate the questions and I hope uh, some of the stuff's helped you out. But yeah, go to my bio, go get that uh, hypnosis session. Um, Then once you log in, there's a training, Three Steps to Master Your Weight, Uh, go check it out. Uh, I have a podcast, Program Yourself Then You can find that all over the place. YouTube, Jim Katsoulis. And have a great day. Bye, everyone.